Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the RAF Employee Podcast brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Deanna Norris, also with the Department of Communication. Today, we'll be joined by a very special guest, Dr. David Miller, president of U of M Health, who will share insight on the future of our organization. Now, before we bring Dr. Miller on to look ahead, be sure you take a few minutes to look back at any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. On that note, let's jump into an important conversation. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for joining us today. Deanna, Dan, thanks so much for the invitation. It's great to be here with you today. Uh, now, last year, you introduced a framework for U of M Health Strategic Priorities. Can you tell us a little bit about that framework and the thinking behind it? Yeah, thank you, Dan. Uh, the framework is our concept of building our base and strategic growth and partnership. And I think the development of this framework was predicated on a couple uh, concepts. First, we're an incredible organization, one of the very best academic medical centers in the entire world. But like every organization, we have opportunities for improvement. And I think even our mission statement of advancing health to serve Michigan and the world, I always reference that that concept of advancing health in many ways is synonymous with improvement. So the base framework is intended to reflect areas of the organization where I think that even though we are performing exemplary in many ways already, there are clear opportunities for improvement. And so the B is for belonging and inclusion. And I think importantly, that B is intentionally first, the concept that all of our team members have a sense of belonging in our organization and how their work fits with our goals is fundamental to our overall success. <clears throat> The A is access and the concept that we'd like to make it easier for patients to receive care from this incredible health system. S is safety and quality, our relentless focus on achieving the best possible outcomes for our patients. And the E is experience, both for our patients and the care they receive here and for our team members as we work together across a complex environment to meet the needs of our patients and our communities. And then the last component of strategic growth and partnership reflects our relentless desire to innovate and to grow and to bring new ideas, new opportunities, and new partnerships forward in our organization. And so while we can't possibly grow in every single area, it's important that over time we continue to develop new clinical programs or strengthen those that exist to develop new partnerships, both with communities as well as with other health systems across the state to continue to meet the needs of our patients and to reflect back on that mission concept of advancing health to serve Michigan and the world. So the overall concepts of building our base and strategic growth and partnership allow us to not only continuously improve, but also to focus. Because within those concepts are a number of initiatives, priorities, and goals that I hope we'll have a chance to talk about today that will allow a large, complex organization, I think, to come together, take our many strengths, and move us forward as an organization. So powerful. Um, can you talk a little bit about your approach to developing fiscal year 2023 initiatives? Absolutely. Thank you, Deanna. I think, as I've talked about opportunities for improvement, one of the other things that I think we all recognize in our organization that many of the areas where we have opportunities, they aren't issues that can simply be fixed overnight. Sometimes those improvements take weeks, sometimes they take months, oftentimes for big initiatives, they take years. And we wanted to recognize that. And so through our leadership teams and in conversations with colleagues across the organization, we asked ourselves within the base framework, 
if we were true to the concept of building our base, what does that actually look like in three years? What does it mean to build our base? How have we improved as an organization, both with respect to our measured performance, but also the stories we tell in our organization about belonging, about access, about safety and quality, and about experience? So we asked the question, in three years, what are some areas where we are committed to seeing improvement? And so, for instance, in access, we looked at the concepts of ambulatory access. How easy is it for new patients to be seen in our clinics? And on the inpatient side, how can we safely reduce length of stay so patients are able to return to their home safely and in a, and in a timely matter, manner that also allows the next patient to receive the care we're able to provide here? So we defined some goals for where we want to be in three years, again, both in terms of our measured performance and in the and with respect to the stories in our organization. And then we said, okay, if we have three years to get there, where are we now? And what do we need to accomplish in each of the intervening years? So we looked at our current performance for fiscal year 23. We said, what is the incremental level of improvement or what is the new infrastructure that's needed to start us on this journey? At the end of fiscal year 23, we'll assess our performance set the next level of goals for fiscal year 24, and then ultimately for fiscal year 25 as we move forward on that journey of building our base and how that's reflected both in measures that matter in our organization, how we interact with each other, and how we talk about our organization. And then from the enterprise level, we can then say to every part of the organization, whether it's the adult hospitals or ambulatory care or our shared services, how do we set unit or segment goals that link with those broader enterprise goals so that we have cascading alignment across the organization and the ability as we make our decisions every day, how we spend our time, how we interact with each other and with our patients, is that moving us in the direction of building our base? So these are big issues and big goals and accomplishing them overnight was not something that we thought was necessarily feasible in every case. So we've given ourselves both the grace but also the ambition of building these over several years as we really try to specify this concept of building our base. Well, and I think that makes perfect sense because I think sometimes people get so focused on the immediate future, right? And here's what I want to do now that they lose sight of, well, how does that fit into the big picture of the organization? And how will that help us strategically in two or three years? And I think you did the opposite. You looked at the two or three years down the line, and then what can we do now that help us reach those goals. So I think that's perfect. And it actually segues perfectly into the next question. Uh, at a very high level, can you now talk about the specific focus areas for this year that will help us reach our goals, you know, it, down the line in 24 and 25? Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. And, you know, one comment I'd make is that there was a lot of conversation around what are the specific base and strategic growth and partnership goals. And the reality is that you know, the necessary focus requires that we can't have an initiative or a priority in every area that's important. So we talked a lot about the, the question that, can we commit that if we accomplish these goals individually and collectively, that they would make us a better organization, recognizing that there may be some areas of prioritization that weren't reflected in these goals. It doesn't mean that those are, are not important or that we don't have to have to look toward those in the future. It really is an effort to say, what are those focused areas that are so important that we're going to come together with our creativity, our energy, our, our key values of caring, innovation, integrity, inclusion, and teamwork to move us forward? 
And so starting in fiscal year 23, for belonging, there are two key areas. The first is on our Vital Voices surveys, there's a question that asks about our, our organization valuing faculty and staff from different backgrounds. And we've seen some differences in responses to that, for instance, by race or by job classification. And we have to work together to elevate that sense of belonging across the organization for all of our team members while eliminating differences that exist and understanding from our team members what drives those, those differences and how we reduce or eliminate them is one of our key priorities for this year with respect to belonging and inclusion. We're also committed to health equity and creating a health equity strategic roadmap this year that over the next several years will allow us to reduce health disparities in at least two meaningful areas. From an access perspective, I mentioned that we're, we're focused on improving uh, access to new patient ambulatory visits. And this year, we'd like to work together between our clinical operations, our clinical departments, our patients to help, help up to 50% of new patients be seen within at least two weeks. We're focused on safely reducing length of stay in a way that allows patients to be discharged home as, safe, as, as safely um, and as soon as possible, knowing that recovery continues to, to be enhanced at home and also providing access for the next patient who needs our high complexity care. For safety and quality, we're focused on reducing inpatient mortality, understanding what leads to events and how we can reduce those over time, including a continued focus on our sepsis programs. We're also looking at how we can develop specific measures of both patient and employee harm and use that what we call a composite measures of multiple elements to serve as a foundation for our improvement efforts over time. For experience, we'd like to see even greater employee engagement and improvements in our score, focusing on issues of respect and communication and addressing wellness and burnout. And we want our patients to recommend us. We want the patient experience to be exemplary, that patients have a high likelihood of recommending our care. Um, and have an outstanding experience when they're in our organizations. And so we have specific initiatives in each of those areas moving us toward our goals. For strategic growth and partnership, we see opportunities to continue to grow several service lines where we have specific, unique uh, expertise, for instance, in complex cancer care or transplantation or cardiovascular care and in maternal or fetal medicine. And we're also committed to expanding our community partnerships and in particular, a focus on expanded clinical programs and partnerships in Ypsilanti, uh, representing our commitment to community partnerships locally and across the state. So those are a number of our areas of specific focus. And I, I want to say, while those are, are very specific examples, there are a number of areas of work that we've been undertaking for several years that build on those. For instance, Care at Home, which was our initiative of the year, contributes both to our access right, to safe reductions in length of stay for patients who can receive additional care at home. It helps to create space for new ambulatory visits. And it also contributes to safety, quality, and experience. And the team that's developed has an incredibly strong sense of belonging. So our initiatives that we've been working on build on each other over time as we move toward our goals in fiscal year 25. Thank you, Dr. Miller. And you, you noted that strategic partnerships are important to our growth. Can you speak to the current healthcare landscape in Southeast Michigan, how it's changing and why a statewide network is so important to our future? Yeah, thank you, Deanna. This is an incredibly uh, dynamic time and healthcare delivery in the state of Michigan seems like it's changing every single day. In many ways, the concept that's often referenced is that the state is getting smaller when it comes to healthcare delivery. 
And what that really means is that there's been a lot of consolidation and, and new partnerships in health system. We've seen, for instance, the, the merger between Spectrum and Beaumont, now referenced as Corwell Health, as an example of larger systems that offer significant services for patients. And as these partnerships emerge, they have an impact on our own clinical delivery system. They have an impact on the amount of clinical activity in many of the programs that we've built over time. And so those partnerships are important for us as we think about our own tripartite mission of clinical care, education, and research. And we've said publicly in many different venues that it's important for us to have relationships across the state of Michigan that allow us to the opportunity to provide care for up to, up to 5 million patients so that we're able to support all of our clinical programs, our training programs, and our educational programs. So we've really been committed to developing a statewide network for many years, maybe even up to 10 years. And we've seen that in a number of different ways. For instance, our partnership with University of Michigan Health West is a fully integrated partner on the west side of the state where we've been able to bring new clinical services to patient populations. Just in the last couple of weeks, University of Michigan Health West performed its first open heart surgery, really a transform transformational event in care delivery in our system, providing new opportunities for access to outstanding care for patients. And we have similar partnerships in other areas. With Sparrow Health, we have a joint venture in pediatrics that's creating access uh, to expertise and services, including, including many pediatric subspecialties in the greater Lansing area, and many more. But these, these partnerships are an important part of our mission of advancing health to serve Michigan and the world, and critical to the long-term success and impact of our academic medical center across all three of our missions. All right, so let's talk a little bit closer to home now. Uh, you know, I, I know that each week you go rounding on different units at different clinics. I had the pleasure of joining you actually in Livonia a few weeks ago, which was great. And you get in incredible feedback. What is the most valuable thing you learn or do during rounding? Thanks, Dan. When I have the chance to round, I, I, I really feel like it's the best part of my day when I do it. And the intent with rounds from my vantage point and the particular role that I'm in right now I would say is, is humility and curiosity. Humility for the concept of the incredibly hard work that our team members are performing every day. And the fact that I'm still very much in a learning role and understanding all of the details of care delivery, whether that's what's happening in our pharmacies, whether that's what's happening in our ambulatory clinics, on the inpatient units, and all the services that support our care across the organization. So the opportunity to be both humble and curious and to listen to our teams about the daily work they do, the pride they take in the work, that work, the partnerships they've created with patients and each other, and the impact they're having in our patients' daily lives, right? We know that our patients, as they present to our clinics or they connect with us virtually, they have problems that they're seeking to solve every day. And our teams are so committed to that, that the ability to, with humility, understand that, learn more about the opportunities and challenges, and find ways to help improve that is really what is so important about being out in the organization, rounding, learning, and helping to solve problems. And I often say when I'm rounding that I can't solve every problem or every challenge or, or fulfill every opportunity that's identified. But if we're not curious as leaders in an organization, 
and we're not out asking those questions, we won't identify common themes that might be able to be addressed across the organization or immediate opportunities for improvement that build trust in the organization. And we've seen those. We've seen opportunities to address facilities issues, to better understand staffing concerns, to help with quality concerns. And so that curiosity, that humility, and that intentionality of rounds is very important and, and a source of great inspiration for me. And I think importantly, it's also an opportunity to express appreciation and gratitude for our teams. These are among the most challenging times and we work in a big and complex organization. And while expressions of appreciation and gratitude um, uh, never feel like they're enough, it's important that they're intentional and that, that we are out in the organization saying thank you and recognizing the great works that, that our teams do every day. So that learning, that ability to express appreciation and gratitude, the connections with our team members, Really, when you add that up across multiple interactions across the organization, that makes us a better organization. That will build our base. And so it is both the big moments and the small moments put together that'll move us forward. And rounding is a big part of that. So on a more personal note, what would you say brings you joy every day in your role as president of the health system? Yeah, thank you, Dean. I think about that a lot. And I think, you know, what are what are the things in our in the work we do in our lives that that bring us joy and gratitude. And in the incredibly intense and complex world that we're living in in healthcare, oftentimes it's, it's difficult to stop and ask ourselves that question and find those moments and reflect on them. And ultimately, I would say for me, it is about our people, about our teams, about our patients, about the extraordinary work that we do here every day. That really is a source of incredible joy. And I think taking the time to re recognize it and reflect on it is really important. And there are many examples, but within the last couple of months, I had the opportunity to join the opening of Sophie's Place at Children and Women's Hospital. And Sophie's Place is a, a remarkable new venue and program that provides music therapy for patients at Children and Women's. That is such an incredible source of joy and grace in the context of complex medical care, that the opportunity to be there, to see the vision that started many years ago, the energy, creativity, and commitment that brought it forward, and the impact and joy that it has for our patients and our families, that's one of those moments where all of the efforts, all of the collaboration, all of the challenges we face come together in a moment that is really positively impacting people's lives and provides great clarity for, for our teams about what it is that brings us together every day. And those moments are evident each day in different areas of the organization. And I think, um, you know, that is what where I find joy and gratitude in the work that we're doing every day. And for me personally, I think the opportunity to continue to help our team members across the organization succeed beyond their expectations in whatever area it is they're focused on, patient care, education, research, developing stronger teams. If I can find ways to do that through the structures we've created with BASE, through listening and learning on rounds and through engaging in some of these opportunities, then I think um, that is an incredible source of, of joy, gratitude, and satisfaction in work. I think that's great. Uh, obviously, we've covered a lot of ground throughout this conversation. If you could leave our listeners with just one key takeaway today, what would it be? I think I'll reference back to, to one of the things I said at the beginning. If we can, as an organization, continue to find ways that each of us feels connected to the goals, the impact, the, the priorities of the organization in the work we do every day, and to recognize that all of those individual effort, efforts when put together add up to kind of an unparalleled 
opportunity to improve the lives of our patients, our team members, and each other. I think emphasizing that, 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 that having a focus in our organization, that our, that our individual work when added up makes us better together, and that having a connection, regardless of the, your roles or responsibilities in the organization, that if we can focus together on some specific areas where our, where our organization can improve, I ask and challenge all of our team members to do that, and then to share those stories when they found it, and to ask questions when they haven't about how we can change the way we're doing things to create those connections. That constant openness and transparency and willingness to learn is really important. And the last thing I'd say, and I, I've said this before, I mentioned our core values of caring, innovation, inclusion, integrity, and teamwork. And I think our ability to live those values in both the big moments and the small moments is really important, especially during these difficult times. It's easy to, to live out those values when things are going smoothly, when there aren't bumps in the road. It's harder to do that when times are tough. But the more we do that when the times are tough, the easier it will be to get us through those turbulent moments and keep us moving in the direction of our goals. So I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to work with such extraordinary team members who are tackling complex issues every day. And that as we continue to come together to meet the needs of our patients and our team members, I think we'll continue to build on our success, to build our base, to grow strong partnerships, ultimately moving forward with our mission of advancing health to serve Michigan and the world. I'm grateful for this opportunity and really grateful, Dan and Deanna, to have the chance to speak with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller, for sharing your insight today. If you'd like to learn more about the strategic priorities Dr. Miller laid out for us, be sure to stay tuned to headlines over the next few months. You'll find that information and so much more at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Well, that's all the time we have for this special episode of The Wrap. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller, for joining us. The Employee Podcast will return later this week with another show that will share important information in honor of Cybersecurity Awareness Month at Michigan Medicine. We'll see you then.